Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. This week we continue learning Pirkei the Ethics of the Fathers and we're in chapter 5, Mishnah 24, which is really a continuation from the, 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 the Mishnah of last week, which I'm going to read again so you can see the parallel between the two of them. So the one we read, we learned last week was Yehuda ben Tema says, be bold as a leopard, light as an eagle, swift as a deer, and strong as a lion to carry out the will of your father in heaven. Then Mishnah 24, it says Yehuda ben Tema has, was accustomed to say, the brazen goes to Gainon, but the shame face goes to Gan Eden. May be your will, Hashem our God and the God of our fathers, that the holy temple be rebuilt speedily in our days and grant us our share in the Torah. So last week we were talking about this, um, this, uh, this Mishnah that tells us about how a Jew should, should be. Especially a Jew that's, um, that's becoming a Balshuva, a Jew that's uh, getting closer to Hashem. He gives him advice of how to do it. This week, this Mishnah 24, which is part of Mishnah 23, in here Yehuda ben Tema wishes to clarify the boldness uh, that he recommended. It is indeed essential to be firm in one's convictions, like you have to be very firm in what you believe. You cannot be a wishy-washy type of person. Today I eat kosher because it's easy for me and tomorrow because, um, uh, because I'm going to be with these friends and I'm ashamed I'm not going to eat kosher. No, you are kosher or you're not kosher. Like it, you can't be like this. So what he says here is that you have to be firm in one's convictions and defiance of one's peers. However, such boldness must not be allowed to degenerate into arrogance. So you have to be firm in your beliefs, you have to be true to yourself, but nevertheless you have to maintain yourself humble. You can never become proud and arrogant towards other people. Humility is the calling card of a Torah lifestyle. Really, if you want to see if a person is really pious, if a person is really God-fearing, if he's a true, true believer, and a true uh, Evet Hashem, he's going to be a person that is a, a, a humble person. He's, he's not going to need honor from anybody. He's not going to be running for honor. And he's not going to be needing that other people raise him up. Or he's not going to be having to show off every good mitzvah he does. He does everything quietly, modestly. You know, so arrogance and insensitivity should not be permitted to accompany the, the adoption of Torah. And you know, I was talking to someone this week and I said to her in one of my classes, when the, when the godly neshama, when we were godly soul, uh, get, gets strong, becomes stronger, when we grow spiritually, the, the animal soul, the yetzer hara, grows with it. So the temptations become bigger. So you see people that are in very high positions, uh, that they should be humble people, it's very hard for them because they're always being honored, people stand up when they walk in, that people are calling them all day to ask them questions. It's very, it becomes harder. So if you're not a person that is so important, then nobody's gonna bother you. But if you become an important person, to be able to maintain yourself humble is a very, very big um, uh, job. So, so what he's saying here is arrogance and insensitivity should not be permitted to accompany the adoption of Torah. Such behavior constitutes a Hilul Hashem. 
Hilul Hashem means that you're desecrating the name of God. So insolence indeed warrants gain on. So a person that is insolent, that is uh, haughty, that is arrogant, and that is, uh, is not sensitive to other people, uh, merits to be in, in gain on. So the translation boshes as shamefaced, as it says in this Mishnah, may be misleading. When it says here that, um, that but the shame face goes to Garden of Eden. Like shame face, you would think it's a person that suffers from shame, but it's not the right connotation. Boshes is what it really means, it's a person that is modest, that is simple, that is modest, it's, which is the opposite of arrogance. It's a person that is does everything but it's quiet on his ways, doesn't need to be boasting about his life. Um, and he says here, Rabbi Tversky, that technically there is a difference between guilt and shame. Guilt is a distressing feeling resulting from awareness that one has done wrong. So when a person does something wrong, there can be two, two ways of, 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 uh, of feeling what he did. One is shame, shame that he did wrong, which is not bad, it's guilt. It's not bad to feel like that. It's not something bad. Be because if a person doesn't feel remorse, doesn't feel that he did something wrong, how can he grow? How can he change? How can, how can he get better? But then there's another feeling that you have to be very careful, which is the, the guilt, the guilty feeling. That's very, you have to be very careful with guilt. Because if a person feels very guilty about something he did, he's gonna get depressed, he's gonna, it's gonna pull him down, and this comes from the Yetzer Hara, 100%, and he's gonna be in a, in a black hole, he's gonna feel like he's such a bad person, and at the end, he's gonna be, he, he won't be able to, to do Teshuvah, and he won't be able to correct his ways, because of that feeling. So, we need to be very careful how we feel, when we do something that is not the right thing to do, how we feel about it. Shame is good, it's bitterness, it, 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 it is proactive, it makes you change. But guilt, it draws you to depression. So, so shame is a feeling that one, is, that, that, that one can change. The, the guilt is one that, um, and it's really not shame, it's remorse. That's the right word, remorse, I'm sorry. Shame is not a good word either. Because a person that is shamed ugh, is also not a good feeling. It's not something good to, to feel. But the, 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 the real one that sparks change is that remorse. And, uh, and that one makes you change and, and grow. And uh, I, I read something beautiful about the, the Hovetz Haim that he was crying, someone saw him crying once. And he went to the Hovetz Haim and he said, why are you crying? How can you cry? What happened to you? He says, no, I just realized that I'm never gonna feel shame. I'm never gonna be ashamed because nobody's gonna shame me. Like, I'm always honored everywhere I go. I'm never gonna feel shame. And that feeling, which is the right one, is like you did something wrong and someone's, pointing at you, that feeling cleanses a lot. It, it, it cleanses a person. But uh, and he says, I'm never gonna be able to clean that. So you know the, the story of, the, of King David, 
that he was walking and uh, a person came up and he started shaming him and oh you're a you're a you're a killer you're an assassin you're a bad king whatever in front of everybody and he's um and his uh, secretary was with him and he says, what should I do with this guy? Should I send him and to, be, to get killed? Look how he's talking to the king. And King David said to him, no, 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 let him do it because this is from God. When a person shames you, this is from God and I have to hear this and it's good for me. And it says that when a person is shamed in public, if he doesn't get angry and he keeps his mouth shut, at that moment, he can wish for anything he wants. I remember a story of a lady that was in a synagogue and she was sitting there and a lady came and she had been sitting in this, in this it was the first time she went to the synagogue. It happened to be that people bought their chairs. And she was sitting in the chair of someone that had been bought. And this lady started screaming at her when she came inside of the shul. And the lady just got up and quietly with a red face moved to another seat. And then someone else came crying to her because she kept quiet. She says, please, please, I've been, I've been praying for a baby for 10 years and I haven't been able to get pregnant, but I know that if you give me the blessing, I'll, be, I'll, I'll get pregnant. And it was like that. She gave her the braha and a year later she had a baby. So shame is not something that bad if you take it in the right way. Uh, yeah, you get a little bit of shame, okay, you brush it off and, and you go on. You, 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 you can survive that. But guilt, oh, guilt is something that eats you up. And that is not a good feeling. So you should always fight it. It comes from the Yetzer Hara. It's not a good feeling. It's not appropriate because it doesn't, it doesn't change you. It doesn't help you be better. It's going to make you worse. So what, it sell, what he ends up saying here is that the, the, the modesty is an outgrowth of humility, this shame. As Rambam says in the letter to his son, humility and modesty are the foundation of all commendable character traits. If there's two things we have to work on in our lives, it's humility and modesty. And although Yehuda ben Tema advice may have been directed to the newcomer to Yiddishkeit, to the Balshuba, it is equally valid for everybody. Indeed, in as much as we should all be seeking to improve ourselves, our spiritual growth should render the spirituality of the past as inadequate. We should all feel like Balshuvas. Everybody should always feel they're, they're not a completed project. We always have something to grow. There's something more to do. If you pray every day, then you can try to pray with more intention. If you keep Shabbat since you were born, try to keep Shabbat with more joy. There's always room to grow. So I wish you a blessed week. Shabbat Shalom. And remember, live a little higher. Thank you. 